Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and out podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the fourth and out podcast with me, George Evans. Joining me this week, Ollie Broom. Ollie, how's it going, mate? Too bad, mate. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm not too, not too bad. Um, also joining me, Liam Whiten. Liam, how's it going? Hello. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How about yourself? Yeah, very well, mate. Very well. Um, just off the back of a long day of work, but I'm sure you both can attest to exactly the same thing. Um, I don't know what it is, but the days feel like they're really just dragging at the moment. I think it must be the winter or just the fact that, I don't know, I don't know. Um, yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? Liam, are you in a seasonal mood? Not yet. We haven't had Thanksgiving yet, so I don't feel like oh, you for can fuck's yet. sake. I mean, don't tell me you celebrate Thanksgiving. No, I just watch the games and eat a roast dinner. Do you? What do you have on your roast? Because you are a veggie. I just have a standard roast and just have a veggie option instead of meat. But yes, yeah, you can't beat a nice Thursday night roast and watch the Lions lose. It's a great way to spend an evening. Why toast when you can roast? <laughs> yeah. So true. So true. Well, as gripping as this content is, I'm sure uh, people would like to talk about the NFL. And um, I mean, we've already well, had to wait an hour, about 10 minutes. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And this is our third intro. But other than that, I think we're doing pretty well tonight. We're professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, people people have come to expect this kind of level of uh, shoddiness from our products. But okay, let's get going. Let's talk about the NFL. Um, so we'll run through a few of the games, a few of the highlights, and then probably one of the worst games that any of us have ever seen will also be mentioned. But let's start with Monday Night Football. Uh, San Francisco 49ers 31, the LA Rams 10. Um, Ollie, this was a big shock, mate. And uh, does this raise some questions about um, the LA Rams? Bit of a turn up for the books. Um, also, interestingly, San Fran's first win at home in over a year, which Ooh. I was quite surprised by that. Um, but yeah, um, I think the Rams are all right when they're bullying teams and they're ahead. They need to figure out how to win from behind, I think, because they're in a little bit of... Not trouble, but they're in danger of letting their season get away from them, potentially. Yeah, I think they need to find a balance because just looking at um, what they were attempting last night, you had Stafford dropping back for 41 passes, but then only carrying the ball 10 times on the ground. And to me, Liam, you need that balance between a good run game and a good pass game, especially against a team like San Francisco, who do have that, um, to become successful. And if you're so one-dimensional and just relying on Stafford's arm, then teams are going to find you out. Yeah, I was going to say to you, is this more of a concern, the fact that they've lost? Um, yeah, I agree with what you're saying about Stafford. Um, what do they do next? Do they try and change the game plan? Do they? What do they do? Do they keep going? Or do you yeah, they've got, this they've right got a bye week now to figure it out. It might come at a good time for them. Um, yeah, it probably is a good time. Get OBJ acclimatised in LA. 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, we mentioned OBJ briefly. Subsidy signed with the LA Rams last week. Uh, just after nice, our podcast. Nice bit of news straight after we recorded. Yeah, it's always the way in it. Um, I'm sh- one of us called it, didn't they? That, about the Rams, did we? More in, uh, maybe more in jest as to like, oh yeah, the Rams will just go and get him because they're in ultimate win now mode. <laughs> well, it, yeah, well that's it, and it turns out it's worked out. I guess not well. You wouldn't say that with a Robert Woods injury, but now that Robert Woods is out for the season, he has come in at a good time for their, you know, for their receiving core. But I do think when you've got a good back in in Daryl Henderson and only using him five times on the ground, it just doesn't make sense. He was averaging over six a carry as well. And then if you look at the 49er side of the ball, you know, they carried the ball 42 times on the ground and Garoppolo only attempted 19 passes, of which 15 he completed for two touchdowns. So, Ollie, it's a, it's a massive difference in the way that these two teams played and it's kind of the way that the 49ers do want to play. They want to be a run-first team. Yeah, I don't know if maybe the Rams was a bit necessitated by being behind and obviously Stafford had two interceptions as well. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe he's trying to force it a little bit. True. Um, Liam, what do you make of the 49ers? They're four or five at the moment, but because of the way that the NFC's going, um, you know, they could easily pile up a, a half-decent second half of the season and get one of these wildcard places. Do they look like, you know, a wildcard team to you? Can you trust Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't understand why it's taken this long for him to turn up in the season. We're almost halfway through the season. Why is it taking this long? Um, without seeing the schedule off the top of my head, I I can't see him getting the playoffs of their division. They're just not consistent enough for me. Do you agree? Yeah. Disagree? No, it's a tough one. Like you, you do get these games with San Francisco, but as Ollie alluded to, their home record has been shocking. Like they haven't won since I think before this. It was late 2019 possibly or early in the 2020 season anyway it's, it's been a long time but I do trust in Kyle Shanahan and I do kind of trust in their run game to get things sorted and if their defense can be their defense was good in this game like really good they to stop the Rams and give them only 10 points is it's pretty impressive and Debo Samuel looks like an absolute monster as well um he's having a seriously good season I don't know I I they're in a tough division, yes, and I guess without seeing their schedule, it'd be difficult to know. But I kind of like them as as a possible wild card team. And with the Rams, as we say, like they go into a bar, they've got time to figure things out. I don't think we're going to be looking at the Rams as um, they're they're going to be in any issues. They're going to be in the playoffs. It just raises a few questions about whether they're up there with the level of um, Green Bay and maybe the Cardinals in the NFC. I don't think they're as good as either team, personally. Ollie? I can see him getting a wild card. And then, who knows? Who knows, indeed. They need this. They do need OBJ to turn up, though, because uh, they've got heavy reliance on um, on Cooper Cup, who had another monster game as well. But it, it's, it's unsustainable to just keep throwing the ball to Cup. So, players like... It'd be fascinating to see how Odo Beckham gets on. In LA, and it's something that we'll keep a fork in uh, for now. All right, let's move on to Sunday night football. Um, Chiefs 41, Raiders 14. Um, so, Liam, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he had a Patrick Mahomes kind of game that you expect from, you know, the way he plays football. Five touchdowns for 406 yards on, on 50 dropbacks um, against a Vegas team that really did struggle is this the kind of Mahomes performance that we should be expecting down the stretch 
Yeah, I do. I think on paper, you on recent weeks, you didn't expect the game to be one-sided. But for me, this game came down to two plays. There was an interception car through, and there was another interception. I can't remember who it was at the end of the third quarter. For me, that completely changed the outcome of the game. I think... If Carl got that touchdown, it might have been closer in the fourth still. They probably still would have lost, but I think it would have been closer for a lot longer. I mean, they're missing a receiver, aren't they? I was going to say the receiver's the problem mm-hmm. still, still the issue. So, yeah, can't no. see that being fixed anytime soon, unfortunately. No, I agree. I had this as a, as a Raiders kind of shock win. Um, but this puts Kansas City at six and four atop of their division now, and they've got a relatively nice schedule moving forward. Um, but they did what they should be doing. They get their best players the ball. You know, Travis Kelsey, eight catches for 120 yards. Uh, Tyreek Hill, seven catches for 83 and two touchdowns. Daryl Williams had a massive game, as I should know. I played against him in uh, in fantasy, you know, receiving-wise 100 yards. So, Ollie, what did you make of this one? Um, yeah, like we're saying, the Chiefs are back um, because... Uh... What's most impressive to me is that they're top of their division, despite pretty much being widely panned as being in turmoil for the whole season. Um, so this, yeah, this was like a, a proper Mahomes game. I'm yeah. not sure if they're back yet. Let's give it a few more weeks and playoffs, and we'll see. Yeah, this I know, season, we I know, know that, the uh, stretch, but NFL, Twitter, and the wider <laughs> NFL verse, I suppose, loves their snap reactions. Um, yeah, yeah, we all judge we all judge it on a week by week basis, and it. it I think what right, this like, what this showed is is just week to week, um, just it just disproves everything we think we know. Um, I picked the Raiders to win this last week and was horribly wrong. <laughs> that's it. You just can't predict it. The one thing I will say about Kansas City is that their defense has been really good for the last month. And like this, this Raiders team hasn't been bad at all. Like Derek Carr's been playing as a top five quarterback, so you do have to give some respect to the to the other side of the ball for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I don't know. I I wouldn't say they're back, but I think you're right, Ollie. They're in a great position considering they had a month long kind of slump on offense. Um, to get to six and four, you now kind of don't worry that um, that they're going to make the playoffs. Every other team in their division lost this week which always helps as well. Um, it was it was good to see a, a Patrick Mahomes game like this. It's, it's, it's what we come to expect and it's it's what we should be seeing. For the Raiders then, Liam, um, obviously we know what's happened with, with Henry Ruggs and we have to move past that, but it looks like they really are missing missing him in terms of what they he are. brought in terms of what he brought to the field. He was a he was a he was a field stretcher, you know, he gave you that option for big 50-yard plays, um, and it's hard to replace that. And when you're bringing in Deshaun Jackson, you know, one catch for 38 yards, it's just it's just not there, is it? No, it's not. I don't know what you do. Do you, do you draft another player? Do you free agency? But then you've got to take the risk. What I was surprised they didn't know. go for Odell Beckham Jr. Same. I've, that seemed really logical step to me. I would got to get a, a tried and tested... Um, Maybe not a veteran, but someone that's been in the league for a few years and you know what you're going to get with them um, because their their drafting has not been good or reliable the last few years. No, that's it. I mean, you look at their 2020 draft, it's, it's shot to bits and, and people like Mike Mayock have got answer for 
for those questions. It might be tough for the Raiders going forward. As I say, Derek Carr's been playing some, you know, brilliant football, but you need to get your best players the ball, and they are struggling to do that. Darren Waller is probably their best receiver, but four catches for for twenty four yards just isn't anywhere near enough. And then their defense that played well at the start of the season just didn't do anything in this game at all, and they've got real problems at cornerback. And if you can't if you can't get to Mahomes, and fair play to Kansas City, they've got a really good O line and it's played well. But if you can't get to Patrick Mahomes, you're not going to win too many football games against him. So, yeah, maybe slightly worrying times for the Raiders. But, Ollie, as you say, mate, we can say this now. The Raiders might win 40, you know, 21 next week and make us look like a bunch of tits again. Um, It does happen. It does happen. All right. um, Let's move on to a bit of a shock result. Uh, Panthers 34, Cardinals 10. Um, Maybe not so much of a shock result when you look at the fact that Colt McCoy was the Cardinals quarterback and they were missing um, DeAndre Hopkins as well. But the Panthers took a very quick 14-0 lead in this in the space of, I think, maybe five minutes. And um, Liam, he's back in the league, as he liked to say. He's back. Oh, I'm Cam Newton. S- I'm so pleased he's back. I've always oh. been a big fan of him. And I'm so pleased he's as good as he, I I mean, don't know if he's good as he was, but he's playing no, all right. It's probably not, but let's look at his first two plays in this game. He rushed for a touchdown and then he threw for a touchdown. Look, we're not saying that Cam's, you know, back to the Cam of 2015 because he isn't. But my God, it was so good to see him on the field in a Panthers jersey. It was. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of his. Yeah, it's great to see. It's why you watch the league. A lot left to offer and I'm surprised it took as long as it did for him to land somewhere. Well, he is such a good goal line threat. I mean, it's not good for me in fantasy because it will be taking stuff away from Christian McCaffrey. But when you've got a guy who's six foot five and built like an absolute monster and you're on the one yard line, you wouldn't want it with anyone else in the league other than Cam Newton. You'd um, almost bet your house it's got a touchdown 99% of the time, wouldn't you? Yeah, 100%. And they played really well in this game, the Panthers. And they came out and said, I think it was McCaffrey that came out and said after the game that they just got such a buzz, the fact that Cam Newton was back in this team. And you know, it just gave them the emphasis to really go on and do something with their season. And they're at five and five now, Ollie, and you wouldn't bet against them doing something. You know, if it, Cam is that kind of guy who will make special plays and their defense is really good. Yeah, give them a bit of a spark. Um, we mentioned Robbie Anderson last week and he had his best game for many, many weeks. Um Obviously, catching passes from PJ Walker, I think his name is as well. Yeah, he played well, but, um, PJ Walker, actually. I don't really know what this what this means for Darnold because I think they're committed to paying him eighteen million dollars next year. So well, yeah. a bit of a conundrum there. But um, I think that trade bait. I think they'll use him as trade bait. Absolutely, there is someone's no going to need a QB, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, his mark is diminishing by the week. The way he's been playing. I mean, it's not the first time the Panthers have done this. They did it with Teddy Bridgewater last season where they gave him a two-year contract and got rid of him after a year, um, which, looking back, is a ridiculous decision because Teddy is a far better quarterback than Sam Darnold. Um, yeah, they've really dug themselves a hole with the Darnold thing. In my opinion, they'll keep Cam for the rest of the year and, and go with Cam for the rest of the year um, and then have PJ Walker as the backup. Darnold's obviously on injury reserve at the moment. And if you can get Christian McCaffrey back to, to full fitness, which, I mean, let's face it, in this game, he, he looked like he was. He had 10 catches as well as 
95 yards on the ground. Um, and I, I think their defense is brilliant. I, I really do think it's a top five defense and they they really ruined Colt McCoy's um, afternoon. If we're looking at the Cardinals then, Liam, it's just the fact that they're missing probably their best two players. Yeah, and- I, I don't think you worry about it. I think you just hope he's back soon and you're back to full strength. But I, I think if he was back, this could have been a different game. Yeah, exactly. I think you get Kyler back next week. You get Nuke Hopkins back next week. Um, Ollie, we're not worried about the Cardinals, are we? No. Just just Colt McCoy having a a Colt McCoy kind of day. Can I just say about the Panthers' schedule? Washington, Dolphins, Falcons, Bills, Bucks twice, and the Saints. Oh, I'll tell you what, if you win the next three... You, you've got a chance, haven't you? Because they could beat Washington, they could beat the Dolphins. Falcons is up for... Oh, they'll, it, they could easily beat the Falcons. Yeah. The Bills, it depends which team turn up. Is it mm-hmm. last year Bills or is it the Bills from week one? Yeah. Bucks are beatable at the moment. I yeah, mean, Washington's approved. Yes, the, the way the season's going, they'll blow the Bucks out by about 50 points. And then they could, <laughs> yeah. they'll be laughing yeah. at being in the playoffs, couldn't they? So, yeah, that's quite interesting end of the season there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't work this season out. I think they've got a really good chance. But let's move on to the Buccaneers because, I mean, this game was weird. Really weird. Washington 29, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 19. Um, I, Ollie, I think more than any game maybe this season, this just proves that, you know, we have no idea what we're talking about and any team really can beat any team in the NFL. And that's your boy, uh, Taylor Heineken, just eating up the clock with like an 11 God. minute. This guy, mate, 26 for 32, 256 yards and a touchdown. There, even if Ryan Fitzpatrick was back this year, there is no way he's getting his job back. No, I don't think so. And this guy's playing, played his best football against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He obviously turns up in the big moments. But um, yeah, Washington's another one that can't really work out week to week. Um, but this this was a nuts result, wasn't it? This just doesn't make sense. Like the Washington defence that we fought, that we were going to see throughout the whole year, finally turned up, even with half the game without Chase Young. I think he's and, out for the season, which is yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, another ACL, I think. But I mean... Yeah, I I just can't work this league out. I mean, Liam, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on how Washington won this game, other than the obvious that they they played better football. But, you know, it was just something that you could speak to 100 experts and 100 experts would tell you that the Bucs are going to win this. This is why we follow... It's why we follow the sport, isn't it? It's brilliant. Um, You play... Literally, as you said, you play this game 100 times and this wouldn't happen again. It's it's mad. So what do you do if you're the Bucs then? Do you say it's just a bad week? Do you analyse the tape and go, we should do X, Y, Z better? What do you what do? You do? Well, I think, um, uh, I forgot, uh, Bruce Arians came out and said that Tom Brady has to play better than he did in this game. And he's right. Tom Brady played really badly in this game. You know, he had two poor picks. Um, all right, got a couple of touchdowns with it as well, but they he didn't play well at all. The defence is a little bit shot to bits, especially on the back end. They're missing a lot of players. And again, you need to get, I said this about the Rams and I'll say it about the Bucks. You have to get a running game going. You can't just be a one dimensional offense, no matter what team you are. Um, yeah. And just carrying the ball 12 times is, is not enough against a Washington team whose defense was the worst in the league coming into this game. Like just 
attack them from every angle you can. Like Leonard Fournette's been playing well this season. Give him the ball. Even Giovanni Bernard, you know, he's played well at the backfield. Give him the ball. Don't just do the same stuff because if it's not working, change it. You know, again, I know they were they were down in this game, and sometimes it forces you to pass the ball. But yeah, it was it's just all a bit too one one dimensional for me. Anyway, um, Ollie, what do you think? Yeah, I can't really argue with that. I think um, they just need to sort of come on as they did last season. They just sort of built up and up and up to the playoffs. And by the time they got there, they were unstoppable. So they sort of need to channel that a little bit. But we've got to remember that this was coming off their bye week as well. Mm. So you expect them to come back. And I expected a 50-burger here against Washington. And after their bye week last season, they won every single game and then won the Super Bowl. I'd be slightly concerned. I would be slightly concerned about this game. Um, I mean, you still haven't pegged as division winners, presumably. Yeah, I still haven't pegged as... Yeah, no, I do still haven't pegged as division winners, but that's only because, um, you know, the Saints are without their starting quarterback now. The Panthers might have a chance, but again, it's the Panthers. They've got a tough schedule at the end of it with the Bills Bills and Bucks, and the Falcons are just terrible. Absolutely terrible. So, yeah, I'd give them that. But, um, you know, Washington at three and six, they're too far behind in the division, I think. But again, it could be one of these teams where you think if you can get that defense right and Heineke carries on playing well, then maybe a possible wild card spot. It's up for grabs in the NFC. You know, even even Liam's Vikings are in that conversation. That's almost a segue, isn't it? Yeah. Do you want to segue into it? Well... uh, what, what, no, where do I start? I'll, I'll, say, I'll segue into it. I'll give you the score. So, Vikings 27, Chargers 20. Even you, you miserable bastard, couldn't have been annoyed with this one. Oh, Vikings man. play well. Kirk Cousins play well. And I'll tell you what happened in this game, Liam. There was some seriously aggressive play calling. It's like old Mike was listening to the pod, wasn't he? And he thought, those boys, they know what they're talking about. Let's, let's change the plays. Let's go more aggressive. Yeah. He knows. Performance of the season, I'm going to throw it out there. Um, Kendricks was incredible. Mm. Jefferson was incredible. Um, I, yeah, it was a whole team performance from everyone. Um, I did Kendricks wanna, pick is so good. The 15-yarder, yeah. It, I don't understand how he's not an all-pro player. I don't get it. He, he does this consistently, and he doesn't get much recognition for it. Yeah, he's a, he's a seriously good defensive performance. You... Um, so with Mike Zimmer's play calling, there was a lot of aggressive fourth down calls here, especially. Um, he's learned from his mistakes, or yep. it appears that he has in this game anyway. It's taken half the season, but I'll take that, yeah. But you're not out of it. No. You're not out of it. Four or five, you're really not out of it. No, we're not. Um, but the thing that's annoying is I saw a stat the other day was we've led most games by seven points. So... We should be. We should have a couple more wins under the belt, so we'd easily be in the playoffs if we just change the play calling. So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens the next few weeks. But maybe, do you think the season's looking up for us? Or I thought you've played well all season. I really do. I think you've played well all season, bar maybe a couple of games. At some points, you've been unlucky not to be. Um, you look at the Bengals game. You look at the Ravens games. I think they're both. You're unlucky not to be at least six and. Four. Six and three, I'd say. I'd say two more wins because I'd say the Cowboys game we should have won and then pick another game we lost that we should have won. Well, so, yeah, you, look, you look at the Ravens and Bengals, they're both overtime defeats, yeah. don't you? Exactly. Take one of them. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Ollie, uh, let's just talk about the Chargers quickly. They're at five and four, um, but they are struggling and they do look like they're missing. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Justin Herbert's not playing as well as you kind of expect him to. The defense isn't as good as it was at the start of the season. They're kind of looking like, I don't want to say the word pretenders, but um, yeah, pretenders. They, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I didn't watch any of the late games. Um, so. Oh, here he is. Here he is. <laughs> Do you want me to talk about the Chargers? Um, yeah, go on, go on, Liv. Well, well, I was, no, I was just saying, on, like, yeah, they, they, they slipped back from their early season form excitement, it would seem. Um, I don't know if teams have just like got a handle on them. Um, but they sort of are seeming a little bit like the Chargers of last season. Yeah, it's a shame, really, because I, I had high hopes for them. Uh, Liam, what did you make of them in this game? Then? A lot. I saw going around. A lot of people said they were the AFC Vikings for consistency, and I completely agree. So <laughs> true. They really are, aren't they? Um, I wanted to ask what you put down to for them. Is it Herbert, the team? Um, I think you got to look at it. Is that Brandon Staley is still a first-year coach. He's still learning. Um, you know, Herbert's only a second-year player, but I think he's, you know, throughout, if you look at the season as a whole, he's played pretty well. I think there's just a big holes on on defense that they need to sort out. And, um, you know, again, you know, just run the ball a little bit more because they rely on Herbert's arm a little bit too much. And then look at other people that aren't Keenan Allen. <laughs> Pretty much. Use, use Mike Williams a lot more because the guy's about eight foot nine and could catch a ball from anywhere. So, yeah, and just be a little bit more aggressive because they, they were quite passive with their play calling in this game and you need to be a little bit more aggressive and I'm surprised they weren't because Staley is that kind of coach. But, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. They're still in a good place at five and four. And yeah, the season's some not, stuff out. not over at all for them. No, no, definitely not. Um, all right, Ollie. Here's a game that I'm hoping you have seen some of the highlights from. Uh, uh, New England 45, uh, uh, Cleveland yeah. Browns seven. Thought you were going to say another terrible game. Um, yeah, another one that we will picked incorrectly because um, we know nothing. Um, Mac Jones is the man. Return <laughs> of the Mac. He is good. Yeah, I'll give you that. But now, will I say but? No, no. He played very well in this game. It was the running game I was especially impressed with for yeah. New England. Um, they really have got... Because this was without Damien Harris as well. And they it was Rahon, I think it was Rahondre Stevenson. Apologies if, if I've got his name wrong. Um, they had a breakout game in this. Their fourth-round fourth rookie. Um, he was quite hyped up, so good to see him uh, having a big game. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Mac Jones, you know what you're going to get with Mac Jones. He's just efficient. What I like um, about Mac Jones is... And this was not an unknown coming out of college. I think everybody could see it was there. But it's just his accuracy. Mm. And that is such a key thing, obviously. But it, his head and shoulders in that department above all the other rookie quarterbacks. You know, they've he's, all had their issues. And he, he has thrown some interceptions. But generally, he's being accurate and he's making completions where the other rookies are not. He's a brilliant pocket passer. The only thing I'll say on that is that he's also got the best O-line in front of him, which yeah, which, okay. which does help. Because if you've got time in the pocket, you are you are able to make those throws. If you look at Zach Wilson at the Jets, um, you know, 
uh, Lawrence at the Jags and uh, pretty much all of them. Trey Lance, you can't really say too much about. He, he, just, he just hasn't played enough yet. But yeah, he's, he's the most accurate quarterback coming out of college. A fantastic pocket passer. I'm not surprised he got put into the best best team coming out of the draft. Um, and I really, I don't want to say that I like this Patriots team because they're the Patriots and, you know, it's, it's cool not to like them. Um, but Liam, they've got a real chance of doing something in the, the AFC. They're only half a game behind Buffalo. Did we expect this? Well, I didn't. I don't think we did. did. No. When we recorded last week, we thought Nick Chubb was going to run everywhere and then he was mm-hmm. out. So, To be fair, the guy that, that backed up Nick Chubb did run everywhere. It's just that the rest of the team did fuck all. Like Baker Mayfield, fucking 21 dropbacks for 73 yards. Like They're really Case not the Keenum. same team, are they, the Browns? I don't know what's going on. I know they've had injuries, like we said, but it's just their confidence seems shot to shit at the moment. Well, the defence isn't what we thought it was going to no. be, let's face it. Um, and th- that is a huge problem. To give up 45 points to the Patriots, and if we look at their defence, they've not lost too many players, especially in this game. You had all the starters that you think you would have. Um, and to give up 45 points, I mean... I don't know about you, Ollie, but I've kind of stuck a fork in the Browns for this season and I, I just don't think they're going anywhere. I think their division's too competitive to be losing games like this. Uh, I mean, two of the teams are, not the other one. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the other one briefly? Not really. I mean, what a it shit. Was, no, no, we'll, we'll talk about it just briefly because it was the worst, I think it I think was it the deserves worst game of football I've ever seen. For being Hold the on. worst game of football ever. Hold yeah. on, no. Uh, well, so... I've got some worse games than this. I've been doing some Googling. Yeah, but no, no, the worst is it's just it's a point of view, isn't it? But when you're watching a four hour, 16 to 16 overtime draw against the Detroit Lions. This is a game that nobody wanted to win. Um, we then uh, started watching a film instead, and I was trying to follow it on the fantasy app, and I was like, who, who has the ball? <laughs> what is going on? So couldn't work out where the ball was, what was going on. Um fuck's sake. <laughs> it was a joke. It was an absolute joke. And then also, um Najee Harris didn't realise that a game could end in a time. He was expecting another ten minutes of overtime. Yeah, I know. I don't know if it's a different rule in college. I assume it's not, but um yeah, it, it was all it all summed up with that last play from Pat Frymove. Where he just fumbled it, and then the then the lines recovered. And... I mean, you're in you're in field goal range. Just kick the field goal. Yeah, because Boswell's been decent for you. Like he hasn't missed too many at all. Just Boswell's a brilliant kicker. Yeah, um, just take just take like the risk obviously the you got Tucker obviously in a tier on his own, but then Boswell's right there after him with probably the best kickers in the league. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, obviously, unexpected uh, Roethlisberger being out. Um, oh, yeah, let's just briefly for 30 seconds talk about how bad Mason Rudolph is. At well, this is a worrying insight into the future, potentially, because they gave him a new contract. Oh, and, God, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I think, if anything, this paid a compliment to Roethlisberger that he's been able to get five wins this season. Yeah. Um because Rudolph did not look like the guy, and if he's not, wouldn't you have him, wanted to? Wouldn't you have wanted to test that a bit? 
a bit of Dwayne Haskins here. Yeah, I, yes, but I think what they thought was probably that Rudolph would just be able to take care of business against the 0-8 Lions. Fair point. Um, all right, Liam, let's hear some of your apparently worst games. So, in 2007, Pittsburgh 3, Miami nil on Monday night football <laughs> with a total of 375 yards. Jesus, Big Ben was planning that as well. Yeah. Also, Cleveland 6, Buffalo 3 in 2009. Yeah. Um, Anderson had two of 17 passes completed. <laughs> <laughs> I, this uh, is, where is he now? Two broken arms. Um, and <laughs> is he throwing it with his legs? Atlanta 6, Arizona 3, with over 500 yards completed. Oh, God. Four turnovers and nine fumbles. <laughs> so I've got some contenders for you for the worst game. I ever. mean, the thing about this game was like the Steelers one million percent should have lost it. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. The I most Detroit the, thing ever was. I don't think the Lions had their kicker. I think they someone else was kicking for them. Did they have anyone? Oh, um, they had that Santoso who looked like he wanted to be literally anywhere in the world other than kicking that. But I mean. He is the kicker. They got they got rid of Matt Prater, didn't they, at the end of the season and drafted this guy. This guy. This I don't player. understand like the Steelers um like, goal line offense because you got Najee Harris who's having a brilliant season and um you got first and goal and you throw it three times. Yeah. Um, throw it three times with Mason Rudolph as your quarterback. <sighs> yeah. I, don't know. I mean they, they had a lot of injuries in this game. Uh, TJ Watt went out with an injury. I yeah, think. he should be back for next week. Yeah, hopefully. We hope so. Um, they had two injuries on the offensive line, Joe Hayden as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with, I think um, Bengals won by, Browns and Ravens both lost. So just go and get the win and move on. When do the Lions yeah. get their win? Uh, against us in about a week and a half time on Thanksgiving. I'm, <laughs> I'm calling it against the Vikings. We play them towards the end of the season. I can see. Have you played them? That is the most you comment ever. Oh yeah, I know. Such a mess today. Have you played them yet? You haven't yet. Uh, played them once. We've got to play them again. It's just the most Viking thing to do. Well, you nearly lost them first time around because they had that two point conversion, and then somehow managed to lose. God, yeah, exactly. Could happen. Couldn't it? Something. But I mean, this this was in in conclusion. This was not a good game of football, and. Um, while there were no losers, there was definitely no winners either, especially. In oh, I, I know, Ollie, there were some losers, and there was, it was a whole stadium at Heinz Field that were the losers in this. Those poor bastards sitting out in the cold having to watch this for four hours. Oh, good God. All right. Um, let's just have a look quickly at a couple of games. I know we both, well, we all want to get off. Me and Ollie want to watch Bake Off. So, you know, the important things come first. Um, it was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Why don't you do a Bake Off podcast? Seriously. Well, you know, it's, it's coming to the end of it now, but yeah, maybe in a maybe next year, Ollie, we're looking to doing that. Why get Liam on that one? Um, I'm all right, let's my look hair at that day. Sorry. Shut, shut up. All right, let's look at some good games or some good games on paper. Anyway, Chiefs Cowboys, um, nine nine twenty five on Sunday. So I guess the question here 
is Ollie. I mean, the Cowboys, they, they had a huge victory over the Falcons and they kind of rested their players towards the end of the fourth quarter. Um, is that can the Chiefs do it against a seriously good team in the Cowboys who are defensively and offensively probably top five in the league? Yeah, Chiefs need to um, back it up and prove it. it wasn't just a flash in the pan. And the Cowboys can just... Um, well, kind of similar, actually, because they obviously blew out the Falcons. But mm. before that, they lost to the Denver. Oh, you've mentioned them. So, yeah, I was trying to trying to get away from mentioning them. Um, so, yeah, it should be a, a good game on uh, Sunday Night Football. Or not Sunday Night Football here, not Sunday Night Football in America. Yeah, it is on Sky Sports, which um, I think I will be watching actually. Yeah, that's a, a, a really good quarterback duel, potentially. Mm. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Liam, would you look at, I don't know how much you saw of the Cowboys game or the highlights-wise, but would you look at Dak Prescott as a, a potential MVP candidate at the moment? Because him be. and that entire offence are playing some seriously good football. He's got to be mentioned in the final three or four, isn't he? You can't not. Yeah, I think he's sewn up comeback player of the year. 100%. Put it that way. Uh, yeah, no, I love this. I, I love this Cowboys team. I think they can go all the way. Um, their defense has improved so much under Mike, um, not Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn. Um, I, I really like this Cowboys team. I expect them to beat the Chiefs here, um, and I expect them to beat them quite comfortably. Really, I, I go for a, a touchdown victory. I don't know what you boys are thinking. Ooh, um... Could be anything. It really could be anything. That's it. Yeah, you're right. I'll, I mean, I'll definitely whatever the over is, I'll definitely take it. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna go Chiefs. Just Chiefs to to keep rolling along now. All right, Liam. Or believer. I'm gonna agree with you, George. I think your predictions. I'm gonna go that. Sorry oh, to be that's... boring, but I think you're right. Well, to be fair, you don't be boring. You have to agree with one of us. If you just said a tie, <laughs> that would have been interesting. I could have said a four-hour ball draw. <laughs> it could yeah. have been on your list of like two, two or one safety apiece. What a game that would be. Talking to teams with um, terrible offence, I'll talk about the Chicago Bears briefly. Um because I'm quite excited to see how we'll be after a bye week against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, the Ravens are a good team, even though they did just lose to the Miami Dolphins. But that that defeat has given me some um, hope. As I mean, it might be completely false hope, and it probably will be. But I'm interested to see what, what kind of schemes have been cooked up for Justin Fields, um, other than jet sweeps or screen passes, which is all I've seen for the last I don't know, three years. Um and he, he still really impressed me in his last game. The way he pushed the ball downfield was really impressive. He had, a, he had a brilliant game against the Steelers. And I just want to see that continue. I'm, I'm not saying that we're going we're gonna to go out there and win, win the NFC, um, NFC North. I'm not going to say that we're going to get a wild card. I think it's got to a point with Chicago now that we're not too worried about the wins. It's just the way that Justin Fields plays. Um, so, yeah, for me, personally, I'm really excited to watch this game. I think the Ravens will probably take it. Um, yeah, Ollie, what would you like to see out of this one, mate, if anything? Obviously, yeah. a Ravens defeat because... Yeah, definitely want to see you beat the Ravens. Um, yeah. Sorry to our friend Bodger, but... No, no apologies. We need this. Um, yeah, I mean, they're beatable. Dolphins did a number on them. Apparently, um, everyone's beatable. 
<laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say um, if you're the Bears, um, to try and get off to that Ravens defense that look very suspect. Um, mm. You know, get Fields, get Fields on some bootlegs, getting out of the pocket, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, I mean, he hasn't got a pocket. Our O-line is so bad that, <laughs> you know, the pocket's fallen off. Um, so, yeah, it's not ideal. But, yeah, no, it's a game that I'm looking forward to anyway. Uh, Liam, do you want to touch on the Vikings-Packers game? Because it's a divisional game, and it's a pretty big game, and one that um, should be actually quite entertaining. I can't call it. Because, would okay, you say... Packers. Oh, I was going to try and like bring that out and sort of like go a bit longer, but then I would get accused of being miserable, so I can't win here, can I? No, go, no, Liam, go go longer. <laughs> well, I was going to say um, maybe it would be close for three or four quarters, and the Packers win because of Rogers towards the end. But um, no, in, in all seriousness, I think you've got a chance here. Aaron Jones do. is out, which is a huge part of their offense. The Packers um, although... are due to lose a game, surely. They can't just keep winning. I mean, I thought they'd lose to the Seahawks and they mm. conceded zero <laughs> points. Well, Wilson... Yeah. Wilson was Their defense great. is really good, the Packers. Like, it was, it a... Was a weird, that was a weird game. Um, obviously, Wilson... Apparently, Wilson did 19 hours a day of rehab to come back and have an absolute... He wasn't fit enough to come back, let's, let's face it. But if I look at this Packers defence, um, they restricted Kyler Murray, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson to 34 points combined. Points? Combined, you mug. <laughs> Which is uh, genuinely, without joking, that's seriously impressive. Yeah, that is. That's incredible. Um, and it's not a part of their team that gets talked about enough. It's They're seriously good. Um, as much as I like the Vikings, I think they're a frisky team. I do think the Packers take this just because, I mean, Matt LaFleur has the highest win percentage of any coach ever after 30 games. Ever. Wow. I mean, that's just incredible. That's impressive, Absolutely isn't it? Absolutely incredible. Yeah, but anyway, that's he, enough. He wishes he had a coach like that. Yeah, yeah, so true. That's enough about um, the Packers anyway. and We won't dive into too many more games. We'll let the listeners off the Jets Dolphins preview because I don't oh, think anyone wants to hear that. To that. Yeah, nobody wants to hear that shiite. Um, all right, boys, do you have anything else that you want to mention before we go and watch some cakes being made? <laughs> I can almost feel, feel Liam looking at me there, and I'm not looking at him on the screen at the moment. I, Liam, I, know you, I know you want to go watch Ipswich, which is arguably worse. To be fair, watching cakes probably is more entertaining than. Boundary Park, but yeah, Damn. Um, no, no more, no more business from me. To be honest, no. Wait, you're at Boundary Park tonight at Oldham? Yeah, mate. FA Cup replay. Oh, I could have popped along. It's not no, far you're from here. Record, you're here recording with us. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and there's no way I'd have gone along to to watch that. I'd rather watch the Jets Dolphins um, or a rewatch of the Steelers <laughs> Steelers Lions game. I think. Good girl. Hey, isn't um, that the new form of torture at? Uh... <laughs> In <laughs> yeah, would you, would you rather the injection or watch four hours of this? Uh, just give me the needle, mate. Just give me the needle. All right, um, Liam, do you want to give a shout out to the socials? Yep, all the usual sites, fourth and out pod. Um, send us an email, fourth and out pod <laughs> at gmail.com. So just run it out there. Yeah, yeah send, us, send, us, an send us an email. No spam, and... though, please, for Russian wives. 
Well, no, I, that's a good segue, that, Liam, because I did want to say hello to our, our new Russian listener, who it might be more than one. I don't know. We've been downloaded several times in the last week in Russia. Um, so, yeah, hello. And if you're enjoying the show or if anyone's enjoying the show, please just drop us a five-star review on Apple. It does help us out and uh, reach new countries, reach new boundaries. I think we've hit six continents now or five continents. Like um, West Ham, we're massive, aren't we? Absolutely fucking massive, mate. Actually, I'm not going to count Antarctica because penguins can't listen to this. But uh, we just need Africa, boys. We just need Africa. Get so on the jet ski. If you've got any, if you've got any contacts. <laughs> I, wrote, I once rode a pedalo to... Anyway, yeah. So if you know anyone in Africa, please do send the podcast on because it'd be a nice little... I'm chatting shit. Right, let's go, boys. Um, Liam, thank you for joining. Thanks for having me back on. Um, hope everyone enjoys another week in the National Football League and get the W for your teams. Damn right. Liam, um, it's been a pleasure. Ollie, thank you for joining. Thank you, sir. See you next week. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Thanks, everyone.